0: Welcome to On the Horizon RC Podcast. I'm your host and Horizon President, Chris Dickerson, and with me as always, our Marketing Director, Steve Petrato. Steve, how are you doing?
1: Oh, Pretty good, Chris. Uh, another week going by after after the big AirMeet show, so I'm still getting caught up and uh, working on the next big stuff, looking into the holiday season and beyond, uh, looking into 2021 and uh, – Got a lot on our plates, as always, but uh, excited to be doing it. So how about you? How are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. I think it's kind of hitting me that it's officially September now, and uh, that means, you know, summer is rapidly coming to an ending. Kids are going back to school, be you know, be it physical or virtual, but it's kind of hitting me that it feels like it's the summer that never was, you know, um, like uh, <laughs> You know, I was thinking about, like, I never had this happen, but I always you always had, like, the friend that, you know, broke their leg the first, like, day after school ended in the summer and then spent the whole summer, like, in a chair. You know, I feel like that's, like, what happened to all of us this year is, you know, all of our great plans got, got kind of uh, put on hold before they even really got started. So, uh, yeah. you know, but, yeah, no, it's nice, uh, you know, keep them, keep them busy. So sure. any big plans going into the Labor Day holiday
1: this weekend? Yeah. Um, I am uh, I guess I'm taking taking Friday off to uh, just work on work on the house uh, as you know I'm always doing renovations around here so it just gives me another chance to kind of take a deep breath and I think I'm gonna tackle my workshop uh, this this Friday and try to get some uh, building area built out and some more airplane storage and all that stuff figured out so uh, so I don't have to step over anything anymore back there but uh, been been wanting to get to the garage for a while now so now's the weekend to try to do it. It's, good time for it yeah, what about so, you
0: sounds good yeah uh, we've got some plans uh taking friday off as well we are heading down to uh, kentucky lake to do some camping and boating so um nice. kind of nice to get off the grid a little bit this weekend and just a uh, little water therapy you know out on the lake so should be a lot of fun and uh you know a little taste of summer here as as the yeah. day wind down
1: well, hopefully you got enough room for a uh, one pro boat. <laughs> <I always laughs> Maybe try, not.
0: Yeah, I always try to make room for yeah at least uh, one boat, and uh, I think I'm probably gonna take uh, my SCX10. Uh, I still run a, a two, but um, I'll probably okay. take it with me as well. It's kind of fun just to, to wander around a little bit with it. But, yeah, I always have to make room for at least one boat, which gets harder and harder as uh as we have more and more other toys. So. Should be fun. Um, You know, we've got a great podcast this week. I think we'll get to here in a minute, but I think we've got just a couple announcements here real quick, right?
1: Yeah, so just to kick off with our uh, news section, you know, as a reminder, everyone, we mentioned it on the last podcast, but the official uh, cancellation did go out for RC Fest this year. Unfortunately, it's just not possible for us to have... Uh, an event with 3,000 people, 3,000 plus people here in uh, Monticello, Illinois. So, for those of you that were excited and looking forward to RC Fest, we appreciate the uh, excitement and, and, and understanding you guys showed online. Uh, but make don't worry, you know, we'll uh, make no mistake. We'll be back bigger and better next year. Uh, you know, God willing, everything will be good to go. And uh, but yeah, just uh, mark that off your calendar and uh, look forward to uh, us
2: next year.
0: Yeah, and like you said, Steve, it just wasn't possible. I think, you know, with some of our other events, we were able to kind of figure out how to follow the guidelines and still, you know, make it work. And that's actually our podcast today is, is going to be talking about uh, how we're able to do something pretty differently. It's just not possible with RC Fest because the whole idea there is we really want a large crowd that can experience the hobby. And uh, large crowds are kind of a deal breaker, as we all know, in today's world. So we have, like you said, No worries. We will be back bigger and better next year. Um, you know, I wanted to cover real quick with everybody too, Steve. We, we've talked about this and, um, you know, I know for a lot of folks, they've, they've expressed some frustration with our customer service and product support. And, you know, like I said, the good news here is, you know, a lot of people have found their way to RC hobby or back to the RC hobby, uh, because they're home, home, stuck at home or not, not taking big trips, which is awesome. Um, unfortunately, though, we didn't know all these new people were coming back to RC, and so our support teams just haven't been able to keep up with the rush of, of uh, demand. So we are, if, if people haven't seen it on our social media pages or on, on the Horizon website, you know, we are actively recruiting um, people to help us in product support and customer service. Uh, You can work remotely. You can work part time. Um, We're very flexible. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably into the RC hobby. Um, If you're not, there are a lot of podcasts out there um, and you probably would find one that would be more of interest to you. But if you are listening to this, I'm going to assume that this is a a passion for you. And we'd love to have you on the Horizon team. And like I said, Steve, you know, we've opened that up to people that can work remotely from home. They can work flexible hours. They can work you know, in the evenings or the weekends or regular during the business hours. You know, We can work pretty flexible. So if you're interested in that, we ask you, please reach out to us. Go to horizonhobby.com website. Look at the very bottom at the careers link in the footer and uh, join us.
1: Definitely. I know uh, there's been a lot of folks that have reached out to me and we're excited for the opportunity. Uh, they've always wanted to work for us and now is their chance to kind of get their get their foot in the door and, and and help those in the hobby as well. Um, Even some of our uh, YouTube influencers, their wives have gotten involved and and tried to and and applied and actually been successful. So we are actively, like Chris said, actively looking to improve that process as, as everyone knows, horizon is well known for our customer service and we want to continue to maintain that standard. So we appreciate your patience and uh, we're working on it. So thanks for that. Well, Chris, uh, you know, this, this podcast is a little bit different because we've got uh, we've got a few folks on, but um, I wanted to, to kind of – it's an AirMeet recap podcast, but I wanted to kick off before we talk about that a little bit. You know, you're going to hear um, bits and pieces of this podcast where people are talking about a specific flight or their highlight, and I wanted to let everyone know – and I'll put the link to the video in our podcast notes uh, for those of you that are watching, but you can go to YouTube and type in Air live. You can watch it via – you know German or you can watch it in English with Ali and I commentating on both pot or on both uh, YouTube links we have a, a full list of all of the flights now as a comment a pinned comment so you can click right to the time code of where you want to uh, where you want to watch so you don't have to watch the full 10 hour stream you can just jump ahead and uh, we are working on a best of air meet recap so uh, for those of you that just had, didn't get a chance to watch it go out there and watch it. Listen to this podcast, you know, hear the passion and all the voices of all these guys that help put it on. Uh, but it's definitely a, a, an event that you didn't you, you shouldn't have missed. But if you did miss it, you can still kind of catch up on it. So um, with that, uh, normally we jump into product stuff, but uh, this week, Chris, no products, no announcements.
0: (laughs) I know. I saw that in your notes, Steve, and I thought, okay, clearly Steve has uh, just missed something because I think your quote is it wouldn't be an on the horizon podcast if we didn't talk about product announcements. So um, yeah, you're right. This is kind of like the day the music died. We will more than make up for it again, just like with RC Fest, we're going to have to make it up uh, in bigger and better news next episode. So yeah um, this is just a timing thing. It uh, happens about once a year. it's kind of like a leap year with uh, February. We have our kind of leap year where this is our week where we actually don't have any new announcements. so
1: yeah so make sure to check in with your you know local retailer for new in-stock items and all that. Uh, of course you can check out all the newish stuff that just came into stock on the website but ultimately guys yeah we uh, sometimes at the end of the year it's, things shift a little bit. And we have a little lull, but don't worry. Next week, there's more announcements week after that and the week after that and so on. <laughs> so uh, stick with us on the next podcast. We'll have plenty to talk about. Right, Chris?
0: We absolutely will. And, you know, I think, Steve, like you said, we have something kind of new and different for us on the podcast today. We actually have a panel. So we're going to be talking uh, about Air Meat Live and the recap there and how that event came to be. Like you said, some of our favorite moments from it. And um it's, it's a kind of a unique experience for us here to sit down with a group of people as opposed to just a one-on-one. So I think since we don't have any new product announcements, Steve, why don't we go ahead and bring our guest in and let's talk about air Meat live.
2: All right.
1: Sounds good. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. Okay. Hey, Steve, we have a really special show. We've got a great panel today. Normally on the podcast, we bring people, you know, one guest that we sit down and we learn a lot about and hear their story. Uh, today, they get three for the price of admission. And even a little bit, I have to say, Steve, even though you're the co-host here, um, you're gonna have to pull uh, dual duty today because you had a lot to do with our panel and the accomplishments. So um, I'm really excited that today we've got the team that put together AirMeet Live, um, to which you are an important part of. We also have two of our European marketing team members um, and also Ali Machinski who has been on the show uh, before so uh, please join me in welcoming Timo Stampa uh, Stefan Verm and Ali Machinski to the show um, I'll go ahead and start uh, Stefan uh, can you just tell the audience how long you've been with horizon and a little bit about your role and anything you'd like them to know and I will tell Timo and Ali uh, be thinking about your answer because you're next.
3: <laughs> Okay, uh, so my name is Stefan Wurm. I'm um, more than 12 years uh, working for Horizon Hobby, and since the year 2009, I was working on the AirMeet. This is uh, actually one of the best show in Europe and the greatest show. And normally I work as a field marketing manager, organize all the fairs, or the shows or flying events, but the main part of the year is always the Horizon AirMeet.
0: Great, yeah, we're going to talk the whole show today about uh, this amazing AirMeet experience that we we have going on. So Timo, how about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself.
4: Yeah, thanks, Chris. Um, I'm working for Horizon since 2017, and before that I was working for um, the company Stauffenwil, which was owned by Horizon Hobby, and um, yeah, I appreciate a lot working for Horizon um, for all this time, and this This is almost uh, a dream that came true to me, so um, yeah, and organizing this um, big event, the Air Meet, um, with Stefan and the whole team is um, kind of larger than life still to me, so I appreciate it a lot working with the guys and with the teams and with the, with the team pilots and and um, uh, also with the us guys so with Stephen and ali and james haley and eric johnson and a lot of people i was looking up um yeah for a, a long period so um this is really a great honor to be part of this of this team
1: team what tell everybody what your your typical day-to-day job is outside of airmeet
4: yeah i'm, I'm working in the in the um, eu marketing so um yeah I'm, I'm working on social media i'm working with the with the uh, um, Facebook groups and um, working on the the content for the website and for the translations, um, yeah, close uh, closer together with um, with Devon, and um, yeah, I'm supporting in technical questions our uh, service team, and um, yeah, there are a, a lot of small bits and pieces I have to bring together all the time, and it's a big challenge, and yeah, I love to do that. Awesome.
0: All right. Very good. And then uh, a voice that is familiar, I think, to a lot of the uh, Horizon fan base here uh, through social media events, uh, 11 hours at AirMeet Live. Um, Ali, how about you? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself for those the one person out there that maybe doesn't know you.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks, Chris. Um, I've been Horizon uh, involved with Horizon for 12 years, seven years as a team pilot, um, touring around the world, doing air shows and events representing Horizon. And then five years ago last month, I um, was employed as a product developer. So I head the Hangar 9 product development team. I also multitask a little bit, end up doing some field marketing work, going to events, um, still do the demos, still do the flying. And uh, yeah, got roped into commentary with Steve in AirMeet Live. And, uh, yeah, It was a lot, a lot of fun.
1: Awesome. Well, guys, thanks so much for taking your time out of your day to meet with us and explain to the world what it took to, to, to do Air Meet Live and, and a little bit of the history on it as well. Um, I kind of want to start off because uh, I think it makes a lot of sense for our, especially for our U.S. audience who may not know about Air AirMeet um, because it is a, you know, a German event uh, typically or an EU-wide event. Um, Timo and Stefan, can you give us, you know, maybe this is, we'll start with Stefan, you know, can you give us an overview of what air meet typically is and what the event means to horizon
3: yeah the horizon air meet so stays for one of the biggest shows in europe so there are meet signs 2009 uh, every year the the best pilots from europe is the um, coolest planes or the, the nicest uh, display flights so, this is um, grown up very fast and every year it's like a family event. So, there comes young people, old people, old people come two days to the airfield and make a big party. And this is like, already like a family event and the spectators comes from all the Europe, European countries around Germany
1: yeah and and timo uh what what do you think the event you know means to the people that come to it um you know is it is it their once in a while kind of event or the people that come to airmeet live or airmeet in general are they like hardcore fans what do you think
4: i think it's a mixture of everything so i know a lot of people from the community (laughs) being excited um the whole year um, of traveling to airmeet and some people <laughs> this is a message I received um a few weeks before Airmeet. They bought a new um caravan or a new camper and wanted to, and in the years before they always traveled with a um with a camper of their parents to Airmeet. and this year they and they bought a new one <laughs> then they want to they want to use it first on the Airmeet. And um this is um yeah, just 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 one story what air it means to the people, and it's a it's a highlight in uh, of the RC scene in Europe, and everyone is looking um, for uh, on that date, is saving that date, and um, of course on the local field there are also a lot of a lot of um, people from the from the cities nearby and some visitors who just want want to um, enjoy the show and on um, staying, and this is really impressive. They are staying. On the event until i don't know 10 p.m until the night show is over no one is leaving the place and the the passion um yes yeah, shared between the rc enthusiasts and the and the let's say normal people who are not that much in the hobby so um and this year of course we had to we had to um change things a bit and we are very happy to bring this um to even more people and to get make more people um uh possible to to join and to attend the event
1: awesome yeah i think the event as a whole i mean every time i go there and chris you've been there many times as well it's a it's a community it's a family you know it's a it's a huge deal for anyone attending whether they're uh, just a spectator or a pilot um it's a it's an honor to be at such a big event in europe it's really cool
0: yeah, it's definitely much more like almost going to a, a festival or a concert or something like that than it is a, a typical, you know, RC event. So, you know, I, obviously this year was different and due to COVID-19 and the pandemic, uh, you know, Germany, much like the U.S. and other countries had restrictions on large crowd gatherings. So, you know, pulling 30,000 of our closest friends and family to uh, come out to Donaworth for air meet wasn't really in the cards this year. Uh, Steve, I'm going to put you on the spot. you can ask everybody else questions, but uh, let's put you on the spot here a little bit. Maybe you can talk a little bit about how this decision was made to switch things up. And rather than just canceling AirMeet, which would have probably been what most sane people would have done, um, you guys decided on this concept of AirMeet Live. So maybe just talk a little bit about how we we ended up there as opposed to, you know, just canceling the event. Sure. probably would have been easier.
1: It definitely would have been easier, and I know we would have gotten a lot more sleep. But that's not how Horizon does things. You know, we are an innovative company, and um, you know, I, I, I spent many uh, days and nights prior to us having to make this decision thinking about, you know, man, if we were to cancel Meet, that's just gonna, you know, obviously upset a lot of folks. But people will understand given the year. However, um, I started to see a lot of companies uh, come out with you know live events. And many of these things were professional events, you know, like learn how to do marketing or learn how to do whatever, you know, gaming events. And um, what really inspired me was uh, a gaming tournament that I watch uh, online gaming, and it, it it really made me go, hmm, we could probably do something similar, although much different, much more difficult because it's live action. It's not just streaming a, a video game on a, on a PC and and having commentators speak over it. Um, so I, I started to talk to the team and. And we we kind of thought, well, we, we might be able to do it. We just don't know who can help us because we don't have the technology in-house to do it. Um, and and so I, I kind of put it on Timo and Stefan to reach out to their partners over in Europe and see what what capabilities we had. And turns out that the company that helps us with our lighting and sound in at Airmeet every year has this arm of their company that is professional streaming and major, major news level or you know major network broadcast level events like uh, Red Bull Air Races and even F1 races. So it turned out that that connection really paid off well, and so it was really easy for me uh, to you know come to the table with a with a presentation and say, look, we we can really do this event uh, that is. Not only something that the European audience will appreciate, but all the RC audience that are that have anything to do with radio control will appreciate globally. And for me, that was the 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 point where I realized, you know, we really got to put some effort into this because we can be the first business, the first company out there that puts on something that isn't just for our benefit; it's for the entire industry's benefit. Um, and I think that's really what made our what made up one of our goals. But um, yeah that was it was a tough decision you know it wasn't it wasn't an inexpensive endeavor if anyone watched it you know it was a professional production but at the same time we were happy to have you know lots of sponsors and and other folks helping us out along the way to make it an event that is just absolutely amazing so it was a it was a fun decision to make I'll, I'll definitely say that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, for sure. And and I think, uh, you know, we'll talk a lot more about it but and just how many people were able to get there. But it, it definitely is one of the big things to me. Like you said, Steve, having been there, I always think this is such a cool event. I wish everybody else could be here. Um, and, and a lot of extra people were able to kind of be there this year. Uh, so that, that's really cool.
4: Definitely. Yeah, so if I can jump in there, I still remember our um, phone call um with the decision um what to do with army due to the upcoming COVID 19 situation and um yeah this is yeah I, I still remember it very good And this thing became bigger and bigger and we were starting at a point where we were, hmm, maybe we can we can make a make a video uh, production or just just record it and then play it live and yeah this became bigger and bigger and yeah this is yeah, I'm, yeah this is something i think we can be really proud of is um, to bring this new kind of RC show to the to the RC community.
1: Yeah, Timo, let's let's talk a little bit about. And I can I can jump in if if you need a little bit of assistance. But what were some of the goals that we talked about uh, for Air Meet Live? I, I think I covered a couple of them. One of them being, you know, bringing the audience to a global scale. But what were some of the other things that we wanted to make sure were really important for the event? And Stefan, you can jump in too, obviously as well.
4: The goals for the event were to to keep um, the RC community kind of alive because um, so this was a major goal because everyone um, just cancelled the event and our goal was to to bring the RC passion to to all um, expectators and while on the on the on the the physical air meet there are of course um, some RC enthusiasts like I said before and some visitors from the from the towns um, around, and the, the, our goal was to to spread this RC um, um, uh, thing just around the world. And the the thought of um, maybe just in in East Asia um, having people sitting in front of their computer or their television and watching Army Live and um, seeing our radio controlled airplanes and being just excited about this it's just the idea of um yeah keeping uh, making this this hobby even more popular and um, i think this is or this was my at least my goal or my um my, my hope um, for this event and i think it worked out quite good but yeah, to spread this rc um passion uh, even better worldwide um was sure. a major goal, I think.
1: Yeah. Stefan, what about what about you? What do you think were some of the things that we kept in mind from a goal standpoint going into the event?
3: Yeah, Timo is right with the goal that he already said. Um, for me, I feel this was also important because about the COVID-19 situation, all the people, all the RC modelers, most times sit at home. They can't go to shows, can't go to fairs. They don't travel. They only sit at home, so and it was very important that we start up a show like this to, um, to bring to bring a little bit of the show feeling um, to the homes of the RC modellers so, and to the other people they are interested.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you guys you guys hit the nail on the head. I mean, the idea here was to bring air Meat to the masses in a in a world where events weren't happening, uh, but to do it in a way that uh, was horizon the horizon way which is to do it pretty well (laughs) pretty darn well and make it a really uh, something that we're proud to call a signature event uh, as we have you know other events like axial fest and rc fest air Meet is a signature event and it's probably the first signature event we've ever done uh, given it's the longest running one but to be able to bring that to a global scale uh, with a professional uh, production rather than just a few cameras and a, and a Facebook feed. Uh, we were we were able to do that with Airmeet Live, so uh, definitely pretty cool when it comes to the how the level of production that we had this year.
0: Yeah, you know, Steve. Speaking of kind of the level of production, you know, what kind of planning went into this? Like you said earlier, we no one's really ever done anything in our industry like this. So, I mean, explain the planning process a little bit. You know, how long did it take? How did we? How did you guys make this happen?
1: Yeah, it it, it was uh, a few a few months for sure. Uh, typically, we start talking about airmeet in the beginning of the year just to kind of figure out budgets and what we're gonna do and and bring which pilots. But uh, as soon as we kind of figured out the production company, uh, it was really all hands on deck. So we had uh, Stefan working with the pilots to coordinate them to come to the event. Uh, he also was working with uh, the local government to deal with permitting because you know obviously we need to figure out all the health. Uh, regulations for uh, the Bavaria area you know for Donnaworth. so there was uh, many things he had to work on Timo began helping um, along with another uh, marketing member uh, with you know all the advertisements the sponsor packages um, you know just the way the show was gonna flow I think Timo spent a ton of time uh, managing the actual schedule of the event which you would think oh we don't need a schedule there's no one coming to it well the production crew needs a play-by-play of every minute of the event of what's going to happen, whether it's, you know, uh, a specific pilot act or a commercial slot or, you know, what pops up on screen at the time the pilot's flying, all of their names, the information of the aircraft, uh, all of that was a ton of work. And I know Ali and I appreciated the work that went into that uh, from, a, from a commentator standpoint, just to be able to have all the information for each pilot and their aircraft at our fingertips um, on top of that, you know, the, the production company had to dive in deep and figure out, OK, how do we how do we go live in Genderkingen in uh, uh with a with an Internet connection? Uh, it's not really it's not really in a major city. So it, it's uh, working with satellites and 4G and making sure we had redundant systems so that if one went out, which it did many a times uh, during the event, but nobody noticed because we had redundant systems. Um, so, you know, that type of thing, uh, it was, it was really nice to have some, a company like that. Um, uh, and the company was WBLT. They, they were really, uh, you know, absolutely important, uh, for us to have a successful event because they knew, yeah, if you go to an event like this, you're going to have bandwidth issues. You're going to have random outages with satellites. So you need to have a 4G LTE backup. Uh, and they knew, they knew how to run it, but the, just the planning alone with that team probably was, Multi-month uh, process, and that's just within WBLT. And uh, with our team, it was multi-month, so we're talking thousands and thousands of man hours just to put on something like this.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. So you guys did all this planning. We announced, you know, that we were going to do Airmeet live. It was going to be this online format instead of, you know, the 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 big crowd spectator event. Maybe Stefan, you know, in in Europe. Um, what what was the reaction that we heard from people or, you know when when we first announced that we were doing AirMeet Live as an online event? How did people respond to that?
3: So the response from the people uh, was um, different. Um, some people are very happy and excited about the ideas. Some people tell me, oh, no, this is too much work and maybe too much money to spend to organize an event like this. But in the end... If they see the result they're uh, all happy and all the feedback's only positive about this.
0: Great. And Ali, maybe for the you know, for the US audience and maybe outside of, you know, Germany and Europe, what, what what kind of reaction did you hear from folks, if you don't mind me asking you, I'll put you on the spot for the rest of the world, I guess.
2: Yeah, no problem at all, Chris. It was shocking, really, really shocking how positive the feedback was. I mean, I was getting text messages during the day we were obviously, Steve was monitoring Facebook uh, comments as they were coming in, and yeah, resounding success. And rightly so, I don't think anyone's ever done anything like this, and for you know, for it to be the 10th time it was a polished effort, so for it to be the first time that it's been done, and for it to work so smoothly, um, yeah, all the comments were, I think, accurate, when, when I say positive.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I, I do, it seems like I know with Axial Fest Badlands, which was a, a little different, but I mean, I do think people are, and Timo kind of touched on this earlier, I think there's a little bit of people just want something to look forward to as well. So I know even myself, I was excited to watch Air Meat because it felt kind of normal, Um, you know, to, to see August. It's like, man, this is one of the things I look forward to in summer is, you know, seeing the Air Meat uh, show and the great acts and and the production. So it just felt kind of normal to 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 be part of Air Meat. So I, I do want to just take a second and thank you guys for finding a way uh, to make it happen. Uh, that's that's pretty exciting, and I'm glad, you know, all of our fans out there were were able to uh, get a little taste of, of Air Meat.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, from you know just from quickly from me as I I heard from you know Team Oh, there's there's people making watch parties about this and making you know (laughs) a barbecue with their family and coming over to the house and I I think we saw that in the U.S. as well. There were I got many texts throughout the day saying this is fantastic. I spent the day with my son watching this event uh, on the couch and you know just to see that kind of stuff from various. Uh, pilots throughout the U S was pretty cool because it gave them a whole, it gave them an escape. It gave them a day to spend with their family and enjoy RC when they couldn't go to a normal event. Uh, so it was really, it was really kind of cool. So Ali, uh, you were brought in later in the preparation stages. Uh, you know, at first you were like, huh? And then were you excited about, you know, doing this or did you realize the size of the production or did you think, Oh, it's just another live Facebook live. It's no big deal. (laughs)
2: Yeah, mixture of emotions, Steve. So I've been to AirMeet a few times, so it's definitely a highlight of the uh, my, my calendar. So when I found out I wasn't going, there's that initial deflation of, oh, that, you know, that, that's really sad. And so be it, I understood why. Then you came to me and told me about the whole AirMeet idea. And I've got to admit, I was skeptical. It's just, it's me all over. I, I go in skeptical and then have my mind changed. And Yeah, I saw it and I thought, okay, there's a lot of effort going in. I saw the flight itinerary and I knew that these were going to be some stunning airplanes, but I had some, you know, reservations on how the streaming would work, how we would be able to commentate on the the, uh, performances based on the streaming. And then, yeah, we went and did the trial day. A lot of people don't know, we did about nearly 10 hours in the studio the day before film day going through the trial day. That's when the penny dropped for me when I realized, oh my goodness, this isn't anything like I've worked in with in the model trade before. It felt to me like I imagined uh, an IndyCar event or a Formula One car event or a big concert would be like. You know, When I saw the studio behind the scenes, the media that we had on site, the efficiency of the link, the directors in our ears and stuff telling us what was coming next, it blew me away. So I remember going to bed Friday night for all of about two hours thinking, wow, you know, I, I, to the point where I got a bit nervous, thinking this is a lot bigger deal than I ever gave it credit for. So, yeah, I rocked in, we did, what, 3.30 in the morning on a Saturday morning with a lot of adrenaline. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a good day.
0: Yeah, I have a question for Stefan. Um, you know, the, obviously the thing at the end of the day, whether it's in person or AirMeet Live, and maybe with AirMeet Live, I was able to kind of just sit back and relax a little, relax because I didn't have to be a voice or, or be there, um, but just watch it and take it in. I mean, we really do have the best pilots in Europe at this event. How do you select the acts for AirMeet or AirMeet Live, Stefan? I mean, do people volunteer? Is this an invitation-only thing? How do you select who – how do how you get these great pilots
3: there? Uh, so I, I have contact to the most of the pilots for many years, because I was uh, more than fifteen years active on air shows in all Europe or maybe all the world. Uh, and so all all the pilots also sit at home and they have no events, and then I come up with the Air Meet Live invitation, and all all pilots were happy about this I and mean, then follow our invitation. So nobody tells us no, it's not important for me. So I each every pilot I invite also come to the Emmet and was very happy to be a part of the Emmet life.
0: Well, that's that's great. And again, I understand that I couldn't get an invite this year because, uh, you know, I wasn't able to travel to Europe. But you can go ahead and put me down for next year. Put me and Ali and Steve, all three of us down for next year. Um, But uh, we look we look forward to it. Um, Let's see. Let's see, guys. I'll ask everybody, and Stefan, I'll start with you. I mean, like I said, there were some just amazing acts there this year. Did did it, did you guys have a favorite? If you had to pick one, Stefan, what what's your favorite act uh, from from the show?
3: So for for me, um, the, all the year are the 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 formation flights. This is one of the highlights for the show for me because. The formation flying is very popular at the moment and it comes to a so high level already so uh, i'm excited about this also we have the concorde here yeah it's the biggest model airplane over the world this is uh, with a takeoff weight from 148 kilograms this is was also a personally highlight for me
0: Okay, uh, Timo, how about you? Did you have a favorite act? And I think maybe you may have had a very special uh, performance at the show. If if you wanna if you wanna go there as well too, any anything special for you? Yeah,
4: um, I mean we, we had a we had a small um, real flight um, chat bef- in, on the night before the uh, meet, and I got the same question, which um, my highlight um, would be, but. To be honest there are so many highlights you can't really compare them with each other so i mean the night the night show is just every every year it's stunning it's awesome and um to see it live is, is of course different uh, to, as to watch it on monitors but and then we have the Concorde and the red bull team with the um three big um 104s I, i'm always a warbird guy and um the legendary fighters with their um night show over there with a the, um sunset show was also amazing i love the um the um, turbine glider the stingray um and the uh, yeah this was just one act following the other and i think i already um made at uh, 20 clicks on the Ami live stream because I'm, and i'm through it four times maybe four to <laughs> three times in english and one time in german all the time i'm sitting in the in the workshop yeah, I put it on the screen and have it running on the background because it's it's so entertaining and it's it is to my opinion an, a different way of watching an um, an RC video because normally you see an RC video and you have no commentation and to me it was a completely different experience because then if you watch a video and you are not 100 um, percent interested in the plane and you want to maybe purchase it. And you just watch the start and then you say okay now it goes left it goes right now we have a roll. okay and then you start scrubbing to the middle and then to the landing and then you're done with the video but with this live stream with this with this commentation um um was a completely different experience like i said and you 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 follow and if, if you are not uh, if the pictures are repeating it or if you're not interested in maybe helicopters or formation or whatever, but you you like to listen to the to the commentary and yeah this is yeah it's really and it was an, a new um experience to me and yeah. what was also a an, an, a new experience was um to have the big show running in the back of you and I was standing in the hangar. Where all this um, equipment was built up, and we had this giant monitors with all the camera pictures, and I was uh, mostly working all the time with the with a guy who's calling the cameras. So I'm sitting um, directly beneath the director, and I was always working with him on the on the on the videos and on the camera pictures, which to pick for the live stream, and I was because he was not experienced in rc and how you want to see rc airplanes in the air and what is important what's not so important and some close-up pictures and yeah i was always calling the cameras with him and I took the three now the two and then stay on two stay on two stay on two now number four and this is yeah it's really really fun yeah. and of course to, to to well, hard work that's pretty good <laughs> sorry
1: I didn't realize you were directing the show, that's pretty exciting stuff. <laughs> right, we're going to have not, to give you
4: director credits, so... <laughs> yeah. no, not so not what, all the time, but awesome. it was, that was really a great experience, and it was, yeah, it, it's awesome when you can, when you have the chance to pick out of, um, we had um on the flight line, it was four to six cameras, and you have to pick all the time the best pictures, the pictures you like most. And then you see it on the on the top um, right corner on the big screen. That was a signal that is going out. And um, the guy uh, Stefan, he was called, was he was uh, working on a lot of professional sport productions. But of course, if you are if you are a sea guy and you you cannot switch the pictures if, you, if if an airplane just performs a role you should not switch the camera position or you should um stay on the picture if you have night the nice um sunset gleaming on the surface of the of the airplane and yeah this was uh, yeah really a big amazing uh, thing and after that when i watched the stream after the whole event on sunday when i was sitting in the car on, on my way on my um way back home I was watching the the stream, and I, in my head I was still calling the cameras. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was yeah, uh, and it was cool. Cool to see the, the the finished product of that. So yeah, yeah, oh, very cool.
1: Ali, Ali, what was one of your favorite acts? I know you uh, at a few times were left without words, but what were what were some of the things that you liked the most about the event?
2: Yeah, so many, Steve. I mean, I've done. Air shows all my life and there's always this one act or two acts where you go okay you know bless them they tried and it's hard following say the concords or the f104s and for me the highlight was it was all highlights i never never bored i never left i never switched off it's like come on give me a break i need like a five or ten minute slot where something's not interesting for me that i can go and you know just take a break but it wasn't that just wasn't the opportunity. For me, it was it was like having the best of 10 years of air shows thrown together into one seamless act. So, yeah, you know, I, I was listening to you guys talking and I couldn't pick a single act which I enjoyed the most. I know when the Concorde flew, I was pretty excited. And when he did a role um that's a 300 pound jet you with know, <laughs> a priceless jet when he did a role i may have got a bit excited and knocked the microphone off and got told off by the uh, director so if i had to <laughs> narrow it down to one singular moment it was that uh big arcing role by otto with the concorde it was uh, spectacular
1: yeah, I know they uh, both they yelled at both of us. Do not raise your hands; it messes with the microphone. Uh, <laughs> but we were celebrating there. It was a pretty cool. Pretty cool moment. I'm sure it was a pretty cool moment for everybody on site. <laughs> yeah,
0: what, what about you, Steve? Any anything that really you just think kind of you know that was the moment for you?
1: Yeah, I mean the, the Concord's easy to say. Um, you know, I really appreciate the uh, the Breitling L39s. They they usually always bring their A game uh, with their just their precision that they have. Those are big, big jets. Uh, you know, forget about the price. I mean, the ability to put those jets next to each other uh, that closely together at those speeds and that precision is is pretty impressive. Um yeah, I, I was actually trying not to say, oh, it's all a highlight <laughs> because I knew I knew everyone's gonna say that, and that's a perfectly acceptable. I wasn't
0: acceptable let you off <laughs> the hook either, Steve. I wasn't
1: <laughs> let you off with that easy answer. <laughs> I know. No, I really did love the uh, the L39s. I, I mean, there was there were many other acts that were impressive, uh, but yeah, those that one stuck in my head as a as a really key one, and just seeing the Concorde. I you know I thought the Concorde was gonna go up by itself. And then it was flanked by two more aircraft, <laughs> and I just was like, "Wait a minute!" Even told Ali live, "I'm like, wait a minute, we didn't. There wasn't three aircraft in this in this flight slot." And uh, that was pretty cool. But and then the uh, one last thing was the uh, and Stefan, this was a, a surprise for from you that you didn't even tell me about. But we had uh, we had they got the typewriter guys in full scale aircraft writing airmeet live in the air with their full scale aircraft, and that was really cool to see at the beginning of the show. So. Kudos to you for keeping that under under wraps for me not to know about. That was pretty cool. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: So, um, well, we talked about our favorite accent. I know, Timo, you got to fly the Hangar 9 pits. I mean, you have you flown at Airmeet before, and were you nervous, or was it just kind of old hat for you?
4: <laughs> no, um, I was able to um, introduce last year the Hangar 9 and KI-43, the Oscar, um, right. on, on Airmeet so, um, yeah, that this was okay, but, and um yeah, i, I, I yeah, was it was a cool experience, and we had to switch there um a little bit, so it was um, not in my schedule that I will fly the pits, but um, yeah, we had some technical issues with um the second pit, so yeah i I went to the start, and the only thing what, which made me a little bit nervous was that I have to leave. Uh, i' I have to work with the with the production team on the flight slot before and then leave the room, go to your plane, switch everything on, get it um uh, some some fuel in and then make a flight and then directly go back and um yeah continue to work um on the on the production. but I think it worked out um yeah quite okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm glad to have it on on tape, to be honest. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> this is the part I watched um uh, probably most. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 one of the great
0: things about it. I mean, it's cool to see you know, you get kind of on the big stage like that, Timo. So thanks thanks for doing that. Um, Ali and Steve, I have to ask you guys a question. I mean, you know, we're we're like 40 minutes into this podcast, and I'm starting to get tired of talking. How did you guys Comment for you know over 11 hours. How did you manage that? Uh, just the the sheer you know dedication to it. How, how the hell work out for you?
2: Much easier than I expected, to be honest. It was just yeah, there was so much going on and so little breaks that the time really flew by. I thought, as I said earlier in my highlights comment, I thought there might be some downtime in between, but there wasn't. So it was just fluid one into the other into the other uh, we had little 40 minute breaks uh, sorry 20 minute breaks here and there but even those we were just really pumped and ready for the next uh flight block
1: yeah i think uh for me it was yeah i think ali hit it on the head there was you know, there wasn't a time to even get the sleepies you know you were always on <laughs> and uh you know ali and i you know we both have a huge passion for the hobby so Talking about this stuff is is easy for us. And, and Ali has such a great technical knowledge of the aircraft uh, that were there and all what's what's in them, what it takes to fly them, what it takes to build them. And so that was easy for me to kind of bounce off of uh, and talk more about, you know, the experience and, and how excited you know, the specific flight was or what type of maneuvers they were doing. Um, and also, we had a great amount of preparation, like I said, from the team with Chef working with his team pilots to give us all this information on the aircraft. Um, you know, we had everything down to what engine was in the aircraft to what servos were running the, you know, flight surfaces all the way up to how long the pilot's been flying. And that really made our lives a little easier. Uh, Next year, I'd love to have more information on the full scale aircraft to give people more of a, uh, education on the actual real aircraft. But overall, yeah, I mean, there was, there was Red Bull, there was coffee. We had, uh, Alan, our videographer helping us with the studio stuff there all day who just turned into the coffee man. But uh, we would just say, Alan, make another coffee, (laughs) Uh, which was nice because he was kind of behind the scenes. So uh, I think we had two coffee makers going and some Red Bull and some other waters and snacks and stuff. But. Um, I think with my with with me having to commentate or, or be the announcer for RC Fest, that sort of trains your uh, voice. But I, I didn't feel hoarse at all. And I don't think Ali did either after the 11 hours. But then again, Ali talks quite a bit anyway. So he's probably used to it. <laughs> <I see>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, so I've I've been wondering, and this is really for uh, Timo and Stefan, what sort of things do you guys want to see next year? I mean, are you looking at? what the next bigger and better thing is, or are there improvements you want to make to the event?
4: Yeah, I mean, hopefully um, we get next year the chance to have our, all our um, people in attendance there. So have all the, the whole crowd there, 30,000 people, like we have normally. And um, the challenge, the biggest challenge, will be to have the, the event, in best case, streamed live and have it live on the place which brings some kind of difficulties with it because of the music for example and i'm um, there um this will be for sure another next level
1: what about you stefan anything you want to see
3: yeah i i think the same so if we can try to organize a real air meet like in the years before and Plus, stream it live global in two languages. So, I think this is um, a next level that we can try to focus on.
4: Yeah. And for the pilots, maybe while you were talking about um, maybe acts for next year, what would be uh, great is to have uh, maybe um, Chase Stusia. Attending, I mean, that would be, that would be cool to see him there. But otherwise, I mean, Stefan is, um, calling all pilots, um, or the, the best show pilots of, uh, of Europe to have them uh, flying on the event. And normally, um, they have, um, some different planes, um, next year. So, um, yeah, the, the show will always, um, be a little bit, um, different to the one, the, the, the year before. But if, and maybe Ali, you want to join um, next year um have, just have some show flights?
2: I would love to. I'm just excited to fly with Chris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it. So, yeah, if Chris is in, I'm in.
0: All right. Well, uh, we'll bark it on our calendars. Uh, I, I'm definitely in. I did drive the uh, infraction out on the tarmac last year uh, on Sunday morning before everything started. I think that was my moment. So. Uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to do that again if necessary. So it, it's nice to have a runway to drive your 100-mile-an-hour uh, Arma car on. So, um, yeah, well, I guess, guys, you know, I think by all accounts, AirMeet Live, you know, was, was definitely a huge success. And first of all, thank you guys for your efforts and your planning and everything, your passion that, that went into that. You know, Steve, a question for you, you know, how many people do we think, and we won't count the fact that Timo's watched it 20 times, but um, how, how many people do you think were able to experience AirMeet, um, you know, because we brought brought the live uh, event here? And then, you know, what's the feedback been from those people?
1: Yeah, I think uh, on YouTube alone through the U.S. stream and the EU stream, Uh, as well as uh, one of our partner streams, Uh, we're well north of 100,000 people that have watched it. um, And that's not including Facebook or Twitch. Uh, When you compound all those numbers, you're looking at, you know, over 200,000 views. And they continue to climb. The good thing is with YouTube, um, not so much Facebook, even though it's there, you don't really, it doesn't Feed it to you that well, but with YouTube, you can go back and check this out for years to come. So we were able to to reach a large audience, um, and, and as I expected, the audience on the EU side was larger, given the fact that the brand of Airmeet uh, has a lot more uh, staying power, uh, or or it's much more known, I guess is a better way to put it uh, in Europe. So the stream and the European stream actually has more views than the US stream. Um, but the feedback during the event was, uh, and like we said earlier, fa- absolutely fantastic. Uh, there were so many comments of, thank you for doing this. This is exciting. This is impressive. Wow, best air show I've ever seen. Um, just across the board, glowing reviews. You know there's always a couple of negative Nancys on there, but we won't listen to them. <laughs> but uh, you know there's there's definitely a huge uh, a request and 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 a want to continue to do something like this for the industry. um but the the feedback was just by all by all accounts, absolutely incredible.
0: Well, it was so. certainly worth the price of admission for those, even the negative people, right? It certainly right. They got money's worth out of it. Since this was a free event, um, I think, you know, it's pretty exciting. So, Definitely. you know, that that's really great. And I, I think, you know, certainly it was amazing to me to just see people all around the world. You know, you'd see a comment from somebody in, you know, whatever, Ohio, and then you would see somebody in, you know, whatever, Eastern Europe somewhere, you know, and it, it just, it was kind of cool to see a true global RC event, which, which is awesome.
1: Yeah. Especially in today's times. That's really cool. Yeah. Very good.
0: Um,
1: so yeah, I guess, uh, Chris, this is for you and I think we kind of hit on it, but, and I, I think I know your answer, but it's a little bit of a loaded question, but what do you think next year will bring? If, uh, if all things are equal when, with the health situation, the COVID-19 stuff, do you think we'll be able to do Airmeet and Airmeet Live all together.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and I think so. But you know, it's always nice to, like you said, there's always somebody negative. There's always somebody that takes bits and pieces and you know says, "Oh, I heard Airmeet was canceled." And um, you know, no, I, I think what you guys have proven to us is that you know when we can go back to doing regular Airmeet, I think the event, you know, the event was amazing. And we lacked, we weren't able to show the cool part of it, which is the 30,000 people there having a good time, which just brings more energy to the event, I think. So I really look forward to next year when we can have 30,000 people there. We have this energy of the event. We've got you know the line for the Tumbla, um giveaway and and all this the cool kind of lifestyle stuff that's going on at AirMeet, and we're able to to bring that alongside. With the live streaming event, and so no, I think what you guys have done is you've taken Airmeet, you know, for years. Steve, I remember us talking about, you know, wow, this is such a cool event. I wish I, I wish everybody could be here. And what you guys did with Airmeet Live is you answered that question and you found a way to let everybody experience Airmeet even if they can't get to Southern Germany. So. Um, I think what you guys did is you you took Airmeet into the next generation and it's like you said it's a brand it's our most important event for horizon i think it's probably the most important event in our industry and we just wanted to keep getting bigger and better and you know more inclusive and and bringing it into the digital age i think accomplishes that in a huge way so um, you know like i said i'm i'm a I'm excited for us to to make it bigger and better next year when we can really you know make it multifaceted.
1: Yeah, definitely excited for that. Timo Stefan, any uh, any last comments about the event that you want people to know? Ali, same question to you. <laughs>
4: I mean, just from my side, I just want to really thank everyone for um, the awesome comments and for the very positive feedback a lot i got a, a lot of private messages i read a lot of a lot of comments on social media on the youtube channel so um yeah um yeah i think it was yeah i appreciate that and i'm i'm thankful for all those comments and that we get the chance to spread this rc passion worldwide and yeah i think this is what i wanted to say
3: Okay.
0: Well, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, one of the things Steve and I like to do as we kind of get to the end of the, the interview here is we give everybody just a minute or two to, to say whatever's on their mind. Maybe it's to thank people a little bit like Timo just did, or sometimes it's a product or, or something, depending on who our guest is, that they want to promote. But it's kind of, we call it open, a little bit of kind of open mic. So maybe, you know, Stefan, like you said, AirMeet really is your baby. Um, it's your big event. Um, is there anything you'd like to to say or or do uh, you know here as we wrap up the interview?
3: Yeah, I also want to say thanks to all the people they uh, helped to grow up uh, Airmeet uh, the last ten or twelve years already. So because um, some years ago I was thinking, oh maybe um, in the future Airmeet is not interesting to people, but this was not right. So the interesting comes more and more and more people more like it, there comes more people also, not only RC modelers, so and I want to say a big thanks uh, to all the people that make it possible.
1: Awesome.
2: Yeah, You're very Al? good. Yeah. Yeah, just a massive thanks for having me involved. It was something that I think I would have watched anyway, so to have front row seating was a real privilege was a buzz um, something i'd love to do again and uh, so yeah if i can be involved in the future please feel free to give me a call um, whether it's on site whether it's in a studio in illinois just to be part of the amy family is an honor so thanks again to everyone involved all right
0: very good timo anything else from you
4: um yeah i think um yeah I hope that we get the RC thing and a lot of new heads that we reached a lot of people sitting in front of our kids and sitting in front of the television and getting excited about throwing away the tablet and all the games and yeah buying an RC plane maybe or getting an RC plane maybe for Christmas and I'm having fun and um, yeah continue the the story of r c because I'm an r c enthusiast since I'm nine years old and um yeah I would love to see this thing continue and to become bigger and better and at least this is um what we all of all of us do um as our job but also as an as an hobbyist so i would I would love to see this and i think yeah the the, the feedback is a is a good answer on this um, wish, I had.
0: Great. Well, you know, uh, again, uh, guys, on behalf of, of everybody on, at Horizon, certainly from from Steve and myself, you know, as we've discussed here, Airmeet Airmeet Live is is an amazing part of what goes on in our in the RC community. It's this opportunity for people to get out and, like you said, experience things with their friends, with their families. AirMeet, one of the things that amazes me about it is you are seeing the best pilots perform and it's aspirational, I think. I mean, uh, I, I kind of made the joke earlier about, yeah, you know, flying next year at AirMeet and I'm sure there's a, a line of several thousand people who are more qualified to be there than I am. But it's aspirational and a little bit inspirational to see the passion that that some of these team members have for, for RC for aviation and how they bring that all together um, into something that's kind of artistic. And um, I, I think AirMeet probably showcases that better than anything else in the world. So, you know, thank you to this team and to the other people who supported this as well, but especially the the four of you for your commitment, for your, your willingness to find a way to make it happen, to be innovative. Um, and to take this to the next level rather than, you know, the easy answer would have been just to quit and cancel it and say, well, we'll come back next year. Um, your, your commitment to making this happen, um, to hours and hours of pre-production work, to hours and hours of, you know, work during the event and then clean up afterwards. Uh, thank you all. Thanks for sharing your passion, your story, um, you know, for being lifelong modelers. Like you mentioned, Timo, it really is what makes uh, I think this hobby special. So, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for being part of this show. This is just another little thing, silly thing Steve and I like to do to, to, um, to help build the community and keep people interested in RC. Um, we're lucky that we have folks like you all that, you know, spend your days committed to it. So, um, you know, thank you. And, you know, we're really proud of the work you guys have done and for bringing Air Meat to the world stage. Uh, congratulations on on such an accomplishment um i'm I'm really proud to be part of the team with you guys so thank you great job
1: thanks chris well guys thanks thanks for being on the show have a great weekend get some rest and uh i'll probably see you guys at the uh flying field maybe not stefan and team until next year but i'll definitely see Allie out there (laughs) thanks again guys have a great one Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode, and uh, we had a blast talking to Timo, Stefan, and Ali. If you have any questions or want to watch Air Meat Live, make sure to head over to YouTube, type in the words Air Meat, as in one word, Air Meat, and then the word live, and then you can watch it after you do the search in English or in German. Uh, The English commentation, of course, done by myself and Ali, and the German commentation done by Tilo and Martin over in Germany. So guys, make sure to check it out, and of course, the first comment comment in that YouTube channel. Like I said in the intro, we'll have all of the acts uh, listed out by time codes. You can easily find out which act you want to watch rather than watching all 11 hours of the stream. We'll be back in two more weeks with another episode of the On the Horizon podcast. Until then, guys, stay safe and we'll see you on the next one.